0: Hey guys, my name is Abel. Hi, my name's Jocelyn. And welcome to Cousin Talk. Du-dum-ts. You okay?
1: Yes. What happened? One of my cuts hurting? Oh. Just random like pulses that just like hurts.
0: How are you recovering from your operation?
1: Um, it's good. There's just some days where like um, when if I just go to like basically do any uh up, like strength of my stomach, like abdomen, mm-hmm. it hurts. If I do it too quickly or I have to, when I get up, especially out of bed in the morning and I'm running late or something, I try to get up quickly. It hurts. so I have to like slow down, turn to the side and kind of get up as if it's had like fresh cuts, even though it's been a couple months already. Mm-hmm. But um, like right now, I'm just sitting here and I random just got like a pulse, like a little pain, just mm-hmm. random. Sometimes it's the smallest cut, sometimes it's a big cut or one of the other four. <laughs> one of the other four? <laughs> one of the four incisions.
0: Wouldn't... And what have you learned from, like, your experience of, like, after your operation?
1: Well, what I've learned, like, okay, before the operation, I went to the hospital, like, three times. They told me it was nothing, it was nothing, oh, it's probably just, like, acid reflux or, you know, heartburn or something. And they took a CT scan or something, they didn't find anything Mm -hmm. in the images. So I was getting really frustrated, and I was like, okay, maybe this is just, you know, a spiritual attack, and it's just, you know, it's nothing manifesting itself in the like physical yeah. like where it is manifesting itself physically, but like nothing's showing up to the doctors or anything mm-hmm. like that so It's like okay, this is spiritual warfare So I was standing up and stuff and like you know fighting and praying and rebuking and things like that but One time it hurt really bad and usually when I would pray and like rebuke and you know Pray with authority yes. as we should be spiritual warfare. Yeah um, It would go away after like maybe 10 15 minutes, but then this one time it, it wasn't going away. And I called pastors for prayer and stuff and they prayed for me over the phone. And then after maybe half an hour it went away or it didn't go away, it just calmed down like the pain. It was it went from like unbearable to bearable. And I lasted like a whole week without eating. But anytime I would eat or drink anything, even water, like my stomach would hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is not normal. It's not right. This It wasn't like before. But, like, the other times that I went to the hospital, they didn't find anything. This was really bad. bad. So I woke up my mom. I went to a doctor in Mexicali, across the border, because it's cheaper. And I already had racked up a healthy, <laughs> a healthy, healthy amount bill. of um, <laughs> medical bills in the hospital here. So I went over there, and the doctor was like, okay, here, um, go have some blood work done. And then I'll have the results in about three to four hours. Go to eat something things. i was telling him anything that i eat would make my stomach hurt so he's like just have like a piece of toast or bread or some crackers and like um request a tea so we went to the cafeteria of the of the hospital over there next to cali and i did that but as soon as i finished i took like half of like a bite of the toast and i drank half of the tea and my stomach was killing me to the point where my mom was eating and i was like Mom, I was sweating, and I was like, I can't handle this pain, like, I was twisting everything, right like, just moving in pain in my chair. And I told Mom, like, I can't handle this, and she's like, well, go tell the doctor, see what it tells you. So I go, and the doctor was seeing somebody else, um, who was doing a consult, and I waited, and he saw me, he's like, he looked at my mom, and he's like, I can't have her like this, like, she is in pain, like, I was granting like, I was turning red, like, it was extreme pain. Yeah. And the doctor's like, I can't have her like this, I, like, He's like, this is really bad. Um, I'm going to submit her to the ER without even asking. Because over there in Mexicali, which is what Mexico? Like, Baja California, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Basically um, Mexico? Yeah. it's it's yeah. considered Mexico. It's across the border. Um, but it's like what, five miles. Anyways, yeah. off the border, <laughs> <laughs> um, The he just submitted me to the ER. And right away, they saw that I was like, in a lot of pain and like really bad. And they gave me um, morphine and to calm down the pain. But without even asking, my mom was like, "Do we have enough money to pay for this?" Because over there, it's not like here where you have health insurance or like you can pay later. Like if you don't pay, they don't they don't release you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to pay. So my mom was kind of she was trying to not to show it that she was like worried. Like obviously she was worried about me, but about like money. Mm -hmm. And the doctor's like, he's like, I have an idea what it is. And he before they even did an exam, he was like, I think it's pancreatitis. And sure enough, they just did an ultrasound and he was right and he was right and I was like how can he just by seeing me in pain <laughs> right he just heard that I couldn't like you know just hearing my symptoms and like seeing me in pain he already knew what it was but here like three times in the hospital and, and they oh, do okay, checks and everything yeah they do checks still... so, like oh just take some Tums or like take something you know if I acid reflux or you know you're fine you're fine and the doctor anyways, besides the point um he was like you can um so just that alone at like, the, the visit the blood work Which I didn't even get the results of because I got admitted to the ER over there. Um, And the ultrasound and the morphine that they gave me was like $900. Really? Yeah. So between me and my mom, luckily, we had the money. Like, thank God. And the doctor was like, so I wasn't in pain because they had given me, yeah, they had given me morphine. So the doctor gave my mom the option, like, you could either, we could operate her here but she's going to have to be here for like five days or something. And, or you can go back home and operate her, you know, in the United States basically not having the results. Yeah. Right? Not having the results. And, and my mom's like, well, she went, that chest doctor, how much was like, it was going to be if we did it over there in Mexico. And basically it was like 10,000 or 13,000, like just the basic stuff, not including like any medication that I get just like the state mm-hmm. and the surgery. But, um, my mom's like, You don't have that kind of money, I'm yeah. just sitting around and um, and I was like, Mom, like we'll get the money, like we'll f- you know, we'll figure it out. And I kinda wanted to do over there because at this point I was frustrated with the doctors over here. So in the United States, so I was like, Let's just do it over there. I trust these doctors more, like right away within an hour being there, they diagnosed me, went over here. They sent me home multiple times saying mm-hmm. I was fine. Point being my mom's like, no, because it was just me and my mom over there she's like your whole family's over here i feel more safe like if you need if you need things she's like i don't have anywhere to stay so i was like, okay you're right so we came back but this time with like the results mm-hmm. what and, did they tell you when they saw you and the scans and everything they just couldn't believe it because my pancreas was supposed to be like at a certain size and it was so swollen mm-hmm. that it was three times the size of normal pancreas and the doctor was like, This is like, like, this could potentially be life threatening. Like, this is really bad. Your pancreas is really swollen. Mm-hmm. So, and well, pancreas controls your insulin. That's like diabetics, you know, their pancreas isn't working. Mm-hmm. So, you need to take insulin. So, I was trying, like, not to freak out. And this whole time, like, I was just praying and praying and asking God, you know, to heal and create a miracle and just take control. You know, I was yeah. just putting it in God's hands because I was, uh, at, at first, I was, you know, trying, I was gonna have, like, a little panic attack or. You know, worrying. But I was like, wait, well, why am I worrying? Like, it's not, at the end, it's not, you know, in my hands. Like, whatever yeah. got, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So.
0: Basically, had the realization that it's out of your control?
1: Yeah. I was like, it isn't. I was like, why am I going to get my heart, you know, my blood pressure, like my heart beating? Yeah. Walk, uh, make it worse. And yeah, make it worse and just panic for no reason. I was like, it's out of my hands. I can't do anything about it. So, we came back and I s- went home, got some stuff together because. I knew I was immediate surgery, so I got a, a duffel back together with some clothes and my charger and like things that I would I think I would need in the hospital. But
0: um, this was all when you were like getting your first steps in, into Christ, right? Like
1: yeah, like a couple months in.
0: How did how did that impact you? Because I mean, like you like started and then like bam, you get hit by this giant storm.
1: Yeah. So okay, so I got my things together. I went to the hospital I, after waiting in the ER six hours. They finally took me in. And the doctor kind of saw like oh you've been here before like and i was like yes i have multiple times <laughs> basically one like every once a month like my like clockwork i would go and to the hospital and uh, but i told him like this time this is you know what they found and i showed him the images and he took them and he's like yep like they're right you know like the images show what they told you and then they just did more blood work and told me that since it was so swollen my pancreas I had to calm down so for two days I was there for two days without food or water like anything so I was like okay I'm fasting which I was already basically doing because I tell you I would eat anything I consume anything it would hurt so I was already doing that um, but so it wasn't too difficult Yeah, at so that it wasn't point. too difficult at that point So I already had been doing that for a week like no food or water mm-hmm. and i would try to do like minimal water because I'm telling you even water would make my stomach hurt so I got into the hospital and they they're like oh well in order for your pancreas to um, de-swell or for the swellness, um, whatever, swelling to calm down, mm-hmm. we, need, we need to go at least like two days without food and water, and they were going to check on it, and they did an MRI and all these images and blood work, and every day they were taking out blood and just testing it because um, I think my white blood cells were a little bit elevated too, That was like a sign of an infection or something. Mm-hmm. So, but during this time, I, I, mean, I took my Bible with me to the hospital, but like, my mom was working and I was basically in the hospital alone until people would go visit me or my mom in the evenings would go and she would want to spend the night. But I would tell her, no, because I'm not going to make you sleep on a chair. I'm like, they're not doing anything anyways here. Like, I'm not having my surgery. I'm just, I'm just, just here. Just waiting, yeah. I'm just here. And and all that free time, I was like, okay, I'm going to get closer to God. But I did the opposite. You got it farther away. way? Yeah, I got really disconnected. Like, I was just watching Netflix, YouTube. Like, oh, well, because they were giving me a lot of um, pain medication, like mm-hmm. like clockwork like every six to eight hours, like the pain would come back because like, my pancreas was swollen. So I would sleep a lot too. And even though everybody like reached out or messaged me and saw, because obviously, you know, us millennials are posted on social media here <laughs> at the hospital. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like just like my bracelet or something like my gown or something, you know, basic, like everybody posts. So people were like messaging me, but for some reason I still felt like really lonely. Really? Why? Yeah. I, like, I don't, like, I don't know what to say. Because I guess nobody was there with me physically. Mm-hmm. And we, when my mom was there, um, it was a small talk girl, I was asleep or she would help me, like, get up or we would walk around a little bit but then I would go back to sleeping around my phone and uh, would try to read the Bible but, like, it wasn't the same, I guess, because the environment that was, like, in the hospital, I just couldn't focus and I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the hospital for... Think five days of total, like or six, because they could have. I mean, normally the doctor says like, oh, we do the surgery in the morning. By the evening, the people already go home after the surgery. Oh, my surgery was to remove my gallbladder because what happened was, I had gallbladder stones and one of the stones was blocking the duct to the pancreas and it got out of the sac of the gallbladder, so that's what made my pancreas get swollen. So they had to remove my gallbladder. But the doctor was like, "Oh, and we'll operate in the morning. By evening, you should be able to go home." But they didn't send me home for two days because I kept getting fevers. Mm-hmm. So the other doctor, the general surgeon, wanted to make sure that I was okay before I went home. But I don't know why. Like after that, I felt like really alone, and I just wasn't connected. And I got really disconnected. And I was trying to like, even though I knew everybody knew because everybody's like, "Are you okay? Like, are you okay?" She just kept asking, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And I would just say, "Yeah." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And I, like, "Yes, I'm okay. I'm okay." But I wasn't like physically. I was like okay. Like I mean, I had my surgery. I was in pain, mm-hmm. but I had you know pain medication, and I was just you know recovering. Yeah. But spiritually, like I was not okay. Like I really didn't disconnected, and I kind of isolated myself and stopped praying, like, and reading my Bible. And well, you said like you, you know I was trying to fool people. Like not fool people. Well, yeah, in a way, like fool people. But like, oh, you're okay, like yeah, I'm fine. Put a face. Like be happy and like do the normal stuff I would do at church and mm-hmm. stuff, but I was not
0: connected at all. Yeah. What did you notice? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, you're trying to put this face, but it's like the people who have put those faces before, we know right away. It's like I, I told you multiple times about that Batman scene. Mm-hmm. It's like where he goes, where Robin is talking to Batman, right? And he goes, it's like, oh, you're Bruce, you're, you're Batman. He goes, no, I'm not. He goes, I'm just Bruce Wayne. He goes, no, you don't understand. It's that because the same face that you have, same face that I practiced, one of my parents died, he goes, so I know. You're lying, because I've been there. So it's like when, oh, it's like many people would see, it's like, hey, have you talked to Jocelyn? It's like, not really. It's like, what are you waiting for? So like, well, we would all reach out in different ways and forms, like trying to reach you. But it's like, how did you, because now it's like you're getting back into that rhythm, into that first love, right? Yeah. So it's like how, or like, what did you learn from that experience that you're applying now?
1: Well, it's because I feel... Okay, well, I think the reason I got disconnected because I felt frustrated. Uh And I was like... Because at that point, I was like, God, you know, I'm being a good Christian. Like, I'm I'm checking all the boxes. Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, why would you allow... Like, not he... Well, he doesn't allow sickness to happen. But it's like, why would this happen to me? Kind of thing. And start questioning and doubting. And I was like, well, like, what's the point of this? And I just started, like, doubting and questioning my Like, you know, God and everything. Yeah. So, um... Now that I look back at it I'm like I sh- even when the doubt and like the frustration and all those moments like don't stop being connected to God don't stop reading your Bible communion and it's okay to get real with God. because I feel I felt like praying and talking to God I have to be like positive and happy and like grateful like God oh, thank you for this God yeah. like praise you God I love you which I mean that's
0: part, of, part it, of it yeah
1: yeah but it's also okay to go before god and be like god like i'm really frustrated like why yeah. and asking questions like why is this going on or um what's the purpose of this like why mm-hmm. am i going through this and just just be real with him be like i'm mad like, like i'm frustrated i'm sad i'm depressed like i'm anxious about this or and just you don't always have to and why but i guess how i said i thought like you always had to go this, in, a a, this, this, yeah, in a good mood this specific way like not angry, not frustrated. Like you couldn't you vent. To vent to God. You couldn't have this. You had to have this like composure mm-hmm. when going to God, kind of thing. So I guess that's one thing I realized. Like I, I kind of regret because trust me, it was harder for me to connect again. Like once you get disconnected, it's hard. I felt like it's it's yeah. harder to connect. So even in the frustration or those hardships, like just I recommend you just keep. Seeking God, like pushing through? yeah, keep pushing through it, and just you know, see that, know that it'll pay off.
0: Dude, that's crazy.
1: You know, but I, we live and grow and learn, and I'm kind of grateful that I went through that because now I know that it's better to be connected than disconnected. Because I was getting anxiety, getting like depression, and going back to like those really negative places that God took me out of. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I can't backtrack. Like, I can't go back there. So I learned a lot. That's good. <laughs>
0: Well, keep on listening. Bye.